Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the awesome day you've blessed us with all throughout the day. And we thank you once again for the opportunity that you've given us to be able to study your word and be with us now as we do that, as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z in the word love, we'll turn to Deuteronomy in chapter 30. See a reference of use of the word love in chapter 30, picking it up in verse 15, where it reads, See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. All through the word of God, we're encouraged and even commanded to love the Lord. As we see this being delivered to the children of Israel prior to them entering into the promised land. All right, now go over to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 23, here once again, statement to love the Lord. In Joshua chapter 23, picking up verse 1. And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about, that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. At the time period here, as they've already entered into the promised land and enjoying the blessings thereof. Verse 2, And Joshua called for all Israel, and for their elders, and for their heads, and for their judges, and for their officers, and said unto them, I am old and stricken in age, and ye have seen all that the Lord your God hath done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that hath fought for you. Behold, I have divided unto you by lot these nations that remain, to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off, even unto the great sea westward. And the Lord your God, he shall expel them before the, from before you and drive them from out of your sight, and ye shall possess their land as the Lord your God hath promised unto you. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that ye come not among these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourselves unto them. And verse 7 is the clue of the coming problems to the children of Israel, because there are those foreign nations, those ungodly nations, the pagan nations, that they had not properly removed, that the Lord had told them to take out and not to associate with, but had welcomed them and and 
become entangled with them. But as he continues, But cleave unto the Lord your God, as ye have done unto this day. For the Lord hath driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man hath been able to stand before you unto this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he it is that fighteth for you, as he hath promised you. Take good heed, therefore, unto yourselves, that ye love the Lord your God, to only love him, not to compromise and to welcome in other gods and other religions. They fail in this, and it costs them greatly, and still costing them today. All right, now go on over to the book of Judges. And here we see a bit of a sad love story unfolding. A true historical account, but we can title it a love story because of the way it unfolds, the love of Samson and Delilah in Judges chapter 16. Then went Samson to Gaza and saw there an harlot and went in unto her. And it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson is come hither. And they compassed him in, and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city, and were quiet all the night, saying in the morning, When it is day, we shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city, and the two posts, and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders, and carried them up to the top of a hill that is before Hebron. So Samson displaying the power that had been given to him, the physical power that had been given to him. He had been given this to be a judge or ruler over the children of Israel at the time, but he was kind of distracted with his fleshly desires. As you see, he came into a harlot. He shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, or that situation that led to this, but he was, and it cost him as we see further in verse 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. There's the emphasis of a love story. He loved a woman. Reads, and the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. So they bribed Delilah to turn against Samson, who loved her. She didn't hesitate. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green widths that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. 
Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs, which had not been dried, and they and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he brake the withs as a thread of, of tow is broken when it touches the fire. So his strength was not known. And Elias said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me, and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Now, she's already displayed that she was going to use this against him, but yet it hadn't bothered him enough to no longer associate with her. So she tries again. Verse 12. Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson, and there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber, and he brake them off from off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. And she fastened it with the pen, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep, and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? She's one to talk, whose heart is not with her. Her heart clearly is with the money, not with him, because trying to get him trapped, but yet he's doing this over and over. Fifteen again, and she said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart, and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak, and be like any other man." And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head, and she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep, and said, I will go out as at other times before, and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him.
But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. They had this grinding wheel you may have seen displayed where they tie you to it and you walk around in circles turning this handle which grinds a big stone grinding grain. Howbeit the hairs of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their god, and to rejoice. And they said, Our god hath delivered Samson our enemy into our hand. And when the people saw him, they praised their god. For they said, Our god hath delivered into our hands our enemy, and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. And it came to pass, when their hearts were merry, that they said, Call for Samson, that he may make us sport. And they called for Samson out of the prison house, and he made them sport. And they set him between the pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that held him by the hand, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about three thousand men and women that beheld while Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me. I pray thee and strengthen me. I pray thee only this once, O God, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood and on which it was borne up, of the one with his right hand and of the other with his left. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his life. Then his brethren and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zorah and Eshtoel in the burying of Manoah his father. And he judged Israel twenty years. Given power from God and then neglected to use that power properly and lost that power, but was given power at the end and he, as I said, slew more in his death than he did in his life. All because he loved a woman. In verse 4, And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorak, whose name was Delilah. He loved a Philistine woman, and it cost him everything. All right, now turn on over to 1 Samuel. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, we see another love of a woman that was barren but the Lord heard her cry for mercy and for a healing and she has a child 
in 1 Samuel chapter 1 reads, Now there was a certain man of Rimathah-Imzophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jerohim, the son of Elihu, the son of Toho, the son of Zuf, and Ephrite, and he had two wives, the name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Phanina, and Phanina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh, and the two sons of Eli, Hophanin and Phinehas, the priest of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Phanina his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk, now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thine wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine hand made for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way, and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early, and worshipped before the Lord, and returned, and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, 
that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou have weaned him, only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephra of flour and a bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O my Lord, as thy soul liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord as long as he liveth. He shall be lent to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord there. And Samuel was lent to the Lord. Samuel grew up as a priest and did great works for the Lord. All right, now turn to 1 Samuel in chapter 18. All right, now here in 1 Samuel chapter 18, we see the account of David. And this event unfolding in chapter 18 is right after David slays Goliath. And in verse 1 of chapter 18, And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking Saul, unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Jonathan was Saul's son, so Jonathan and David became as brothers. Reason Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. He took David and took him in as part of his family, basically. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow, and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass, as they came, when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabrets, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered one another as they played, and said, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wroth, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can we have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day and forward. 
Saul became very jealous of David and began to turn against David. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house, and David played with his hand as at other times, and there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice. And Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, because he went out and came in before them. We see there the reference of the word love, and here it's loved, and all of Judah and Israel loved David because of what he had accomplished, because he was fighting for the people in the will of the Lord, as he continues. And Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Mirab, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me, and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul said, Let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. Trying to set him up to wind up being killed in battle is what he was really doing. And David said unto Saul, Who am I, that, and what is my life of my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass as at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, that she was given unto Adarel, the Meholathite, to wife. And Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David. And David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall ye say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, but an hundred foreskins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines, wanted to send him out and get killed trying to achieve this. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David went well in, to be the king's son-in-law, and the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and they 
gave them in full tale to the king that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michal, his daughter to wife, for the love that he had for her. He took that chance and, and overcame that trap, achieved what he needed to achieve. And, and Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David and that Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. It all backfired in the plans of Saul, because his daughter loving David, and David loving his daughter, achieved the challenge. As he continues, Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by him. The people loved him. He loved Saul's daughter, and Saul's daughter loved him. Another love story that could have ended tragically for David, but the Lord was with him, saw him through all that, and he achieved the task that was needed to get that position of being able to be this son-in-law of the king. So all the time we have this close. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for your word, all these accounts of the past that we can learn from, the, the importance of love, and sometimes the trap that can be along with that, that we be very careful to love correctly, to love you first and utmost, and to love others as ourselves, as you have commanded us. We thank you all so much for all the love you show us each and every day. So we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.